Hello and good morning. Welcome to Cassiopeia Services Invest Talks, where we discuss stock in shares, explore news and give insight into listed companies across various sectors. This is Steffi, and today our guest is Zach Phillips, Business Development at Union Jack Oil and Director at Oil and Gas Advisors. So today we will be discussing Union Jack Oil RNS, which was announced this morning regarding the purchase of a royalty interest in the Claymore Piper and Scape North Sea oil field. Hi, Zach. How are you? Well, thank you very much, Steffi. How are you? I'm great. Listen, let's uh, dive into today uh, Union Jack Oil RNS, which was um, a very interesting move from, uh, you know, uh, an energy company listed on the AIM market. Do you maybe want to, you know, summarize um, the acquisition and what does it mean for the company? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I mean, of course, uh, Union Jack is um, it, it's its mandate is to invest in directly and indirectly in the UK oil and gas sector, and and this royalty really represents almost an indirect uh, investment in an upstream oil and gas asset. Now, the of course, this is uh, it's a royalty unit over the Claymore Piper and Scapa oil fields. Now, a lot of people will, will of course, remember those oil fields. They've been going for a, for a very long time and were one of the first that were developed in the, in the nascent North Sea sector for, for the United Kingdom. You know, they produced approximately 1.7 billion barrels and uh, our estimates suggest that they will, they will produce for at least uh, another 10 years. Okay, do you maybe, um, you know, want to explain um, why Union Jack decided to invest particularly into those uh, projects and not, and, and not somewhere else? Well, of course, the royalty uh, over a, a mature field is, is essentially an annuity and it's, uh, it, it's cash flow. So this is really this is really an investment that has been focused on generating cash flow, not just today. And, you know, our estimates suggest that payback will be in under 12 months of the original investment amount. Um, but it will also it will also continue to, to generate cash until such times as the the fields are decommissioned and, and are no longer producing. But of course, the great thing about uh, a royalty is that you don't have any exposure to the associated costs of, of lifting, of winning, of, uh, of processing, or of decommissioning the plant that does. Uh, it, all of those costs are, are, are literally uh, for, for, for the field operators, not for the royalty holders. So this, this actually represents a, a solid investment in, in future cash flow. So basically, it's an alternative way rather than just keeping the money in the bank account, which, uh, you know, they, they are not going to go up a lot, really, uh, in those climates and just diversify, um, you know, the, the, the investment and the portfolio, uh, despite and, um, having just invest something into projects. 
Well, that's that's right. I mean, this 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 project uh, has been generating cash flow since 1976, uh, and bar a, uh, an unfortunate interruption in the in the uh, in in the 80s, it has continued to do so since the since the 90s. So, you know, what what we have here is is all the benefits of of owning a, a, a revenue stream originating from oil and gas, but with none of the none of the drawbacks. Our our analysis indicates that that we that this particular investment generates a compound annual return of around about sixteen point five percent. So you know that's considerably more than 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 we get with it with it sitting in a bank. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, I've got here some numbers. Uh, they basically say. Um, that the Claymore and public, uh, Piper complex has produced approximately 6 million barrels of oil and 2 billion cubic feet of gas just in 2020. Um, now, uh, the, the, those are quite some nice numbers, obviously, but we also have to look at the oil price, which it seems is coming back, and that's, that's a great sign. Uh, where do you see... Where do you see the price going and the oil and gas space moving over the next, let's say, few months as we are coming out of the COVID disaster? Well, of course, I think a lot of this will depend on OPEC plus discipline and and the recovery in the Permian uh, in the Permian volumes. Um, I think what we're what we're beginning to see uh, a pattern that we're beginning to see certainly in the Permian Basin is that there's a, a great deal more capital discipline being applied to to uh, not only bringing the existing production back on but also uh, drilling to to make sure that that production stays at 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 these levels. Now, when I say capital discipline, I think what we're what we're what we're starting to see is almost an investment wave that that is that is starting to peter out and all of the debt and investment that's gone into the the permian basin i think a, a lot of the operators are now going to focus on paying back which means that they're going to sweat the assets and given the the aggressive decline rates in the shale associated with the shale in the permian basin we would expect to see Permian volumes start to uh, fall off naturally as this focus on capital discipline and balance sheet management really starts to impact the underlying production rate. What that, of course, means is that we need to focus on where, what's happening with OPEC. Now, OPEC is, is probably going to maintain its discipline for at least the next six months until we're through this, this transition period back to, to, to normalcy uh, from, from the COVID pandemic affected uh, 2020. And, and I think what we, what we are going to see is that production discipline maintained. And some of the, what we have deemed to be forward supply attrition start to feed into some of those numbers. Now, to our mind, what forward supply attrition means is that you're pulling a reservoir harder without investing in it, which means that some point it's going to decline more aggressively. Now, given that that we've had the likes of BP, Shell, Total, all touting investments in 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 green technologies and in upstream, 
I think we're going to see a time, we're going to see a time where the, 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 the world-class fields are going to start to become in shorter supply and we're going to see the return of the super cycle. Okay, that's, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Listen, the, uh, the operator of uh, uh, the Claymore, Piper and Scapa field is Repsol, Sinopec Resources uh, UK. So how, uh, what's the relationship between Union Jarcoil and Repsol and uh, you know, the, the confidence they have in, uh, in, uh, in them? Well, of course, um, Union Jack is a, is a royalty company, uh, is a royalty participant. And in, in that respect, it, its only relationship with, with Repsol Sinopec will be in relation with the royalty. But I think what you have to do is if you look at the OGA website and, and look at the way in which Repsol Sinopec have managed production from Claymore, Piper and Scapa, I think I think you just you just really have to to, to point towards a, a, an operating group that's on top of uh, on top of its assets and it is really wringing out every last scrap of value from from what is a, a, a historic field. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, Union Jack strategy, which you mentioned above. Uh, you mentioned before, uh, so trying to unlock. Uh, the value of the UK oil and gas sector, or better, let's call it energy security for the UK, which is a very um, important topic also at the top of the government agenda. Do you maybe want to, um, you know, talk us through the strategy of Union Jack, what he's doing with the project where he has got an interest and ultimately the importance of oil and gas in the energy mix towards also this change to renewable energy? Because I think that is an important point that many people, you know, still have to understand how oil and gas is still important even in this transitional energy period. Yes, well, I'm, I, and 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 that's a point that's made in the um, in in the recent net zero publication from the energy white paper publication from from the government, which says that yes, we 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 we're committed to a, a net zero a net zero situation, but we recognise that that oil and gas has a role to play not only in the tr transition. But, uh, but in enabling those technologies to actually have the, the, the best possible chance of, of, of filling in some of those, some of those gaps. And I, and I think, you know, I think the, those, those commentators and, uh, and those watchers, I should say, that, that, have, been, that have been seeing uh, the progress that, that, that Union Jack has made, you know, the, the, what we have seen is, is, is really the maturation of a, of, a, of a UK focused oil and gas company. And the, the, the focus on the conventional portfolio has been such that, that we're now starting to see some of, those, some of those investments bear fruit. All we have to do is look at how they've, they've, they've matured assets such as Biscothorpe and West Newton, some exciting things to happen there in, in, in 2021. And Wrestle, of course, which will be coming on stream in, uh, in, in certainly in, in the next month or so, 
that will that will be a, a mainstay of the company in, in helping it leverage up to being a fully fledged oil and gas uh, oil and gas uh, independent oil and gas producer. Zach, maybe let's uh, focus a little bit more on Western Uto, where um, it used to be the flagship project. Now, you know, that Union Jack has increased his interest in Wrestle and also in Biscotope. It's going to be just one amongst the others, uh, which is very good from uh, a diversification point, but it's still, you know, a big project. It could be the largest onshore, um, you know, discovery since the 1970s, and, and it can be very very important for um, the United Kingdom. And obviously investors are uh, um, expecting, you know, some great result and they are hoping they actually is going to come on stream, you know, with some really good numbers. Do you maybe want to explain uh, where we are, what Union Jack have done, what still need to be done, and also why it took a little bit of time, you know, to move the project? Well, of course, um, you know, Union, Union Jack joined the project um, at the, uh, prior to the drilling of the West Newton A2 well. Um, and that was really the first appraisal well following the West Newton A1 well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really been a, a successive, uh, it's been a, a story of successive um, incremental improvements in both the understanding of the of the subsurface and the true potential of of the asset now the 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 b1 well um initially was 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 targeting the edge of the uh, of the accumulation so that we could understand where the where the west newton asset actually finished and the and the sidetrack coming back into the uh, where we understood the edge of the, uh, the 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 West Newton accumulation to be was actually was actually hugely successful and I know I've seen numerous commentators saying that the the B1 well wasn't successful in actual fact the B1 well did exactly what we expected it to it 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 delineated the end of the of the accumulation and then it allowed us to, to gain another data point added an important geographically spread uh, at such a, a, a geographically spread point that it allows us to start to understand how this, this, uh, this asset may perform once it's, it's under production. And I think that the next step now uh, and, and that's certainly certainly the one that, uh, that that everybody is focused on is is the testing of the uh, of the of the horizon and un trying to understand its its deliverability. Once we've been once we've done that, then we'll we'll be in a much better position to understand just how just how quickly the asset will will effectively produce. And, and what completion technologies we can apply to maximize the, not only the economic benefit for, for the United Kingdom as a whole, but for the, for the area. And, and let's not forget that, that, the, that the Humber Energy Corridor is a significant part of the net zero program and, and West Newton will be a significant part of that, that program. Um, 
the that there is there is no doubt that that the a lot of the the hydrogen and and low carbon economy and investment that is happening in in Humber is going to be enhanced by having ready access to a source of of low uh, low carbon hydrogen molecules such as associated with natural gas and and we look forward to playing our part whatever part that may be in that future thank you zach is there anything else on the pipeline for union jack well of course you know i mean there's there we're always looking at, at ways of 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 generating value for the for the shareholders and i think you know we've we i think we've already indicated that we're we're potentially looking at further investments in uh, in the royalty and uh, all i can say is watch this space and 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 rest assured that the that the the directors of of union jack oil have the shareholders and the creation of shareholder value very much in the forefront forefront of their mind and and that is what they they, they are guided by whenever they look at, at any investment decision. Thank you so much on that. And uh, finally, I just wanted to make a point because uh, the acquisition of these royalty interests was actually organized um, uh, by oil and gas advisors where you are a direct uh, and they acted as a financial advisor to Union Jack in respect of the transaction. Maybe do you want to explain a little bit how, um, you know, in the transaction, um, oil and gas advisor helped uh, and also what oil and gas advisor does and help company uh, in, the, in the energy space? Well, I mean, we, we, we essentially do, um, we, we do what, what our, our clients really, really need of us. Um, you know, we're we're a we're an experienced group of of, of financiers and and oil and gas professionals, and we bring all of our experience to bear for for our clients. In this particular respect, we were we were very happy to be able to um, to, to to assist in the structuring and the execution, um, as well as uh, as as providing some guidance to the to the board of Union Jack on on the potential longevity of the of the assets. Okay, Zach, thank you so much for uh, sharing all this uh, important information and uh, look forward to see more progress uh, at Union Jack on uh, both Russell, as you said, but also West Newton and Biscatop and much more on royal royalties as uh, you know you decide uh, um, where do you, you decide to go. Thank you so much, Zach. Pleasure.